Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are listening to the One Good Scare podcast with Natalie Zamora and Max Mello. Hey everyone, welcome back to a new episode of the One Good Scare podcast. I'm Natalie Zamora and I'm joined with my co-host Max Mallow and I feel like I say this every week but this episode is going to be really, really fun. Yeah, it's a goofy episode. It's a movie uh, review once again and a movie that I should have put on my guilty pleasures list way back when we did that episode and I totally forgot about it. But keeping in line with... The kind of ongoing theme a little bit every episode where there's some kind of video game adaptation news going on uh, when it comes to horror movies and um, video games. There is one horror movie that is near and dear to my heart back from 2006 um, that was my first horror movie that I saw in theaters, actually, I believe. Oh, wow. Like by myself, I think. Uh, it is a 2006 movie called stay alive. And this is by far no, not, not the best movie ever made, but it's a guilty pleasure. Uh, it's actually Disney's only slasher film because of its, uh, ties to Hollywood pictures, uh, which produced the movie and Hollywood pictures was a Disney property. So funny enough, this is Disney's only slasher movie. That is so insane to me. When you told me that, I was like, what are you even talking about? Like, I had no idea. Full disclosure, had no idea what this movie was until yesterday. Um, and I watched it last night. So it is fresh on my mind. Yeah. The premise of it is it's a killer video game. It's a video game that when you play it, it goes around and it kills people. And it's got ties to Elizabeth Bathory, who's um, a you know horror character that's been seen in other films, such as uh, this 1971 film called Countess Dracula, and also a 2005 film called Eternal, um, which are both uh, inspired and in about uh, Elizabeth Bathory. And Elizabeth Bathory is the haunting spirit in the game. Um, so we'll go over the movie. We'll give you our thoughts on it and give you a synopsis, uh, spoiler warning and, and all that included. And then also just talk about the movies and, uh, and games that have, you know, crossed both genres when it comes to horror games that became movies and also horror movies that also had video game adaptations and, uh, the best and worst of the bunch. Yeah. I'm excited because as you know, I am not a gamer. I'm not familiar with many video games unless they're, you know, adapted into a movie or something like that, then I've probably heard of it. So I'm excited to like see what movies I didn't know even were like based on based on video games or, you know, other way around. All the information you're gonna give me, it's gonna be gonna be a learning learning process and I'm excited about it. Yeah. There are some really good ones. Uh you know, this year is a big year for 
um, the Resident Evil franchise. Obviously, the reboot is coming out, and that's probably the biggest uh, and most successful horror video game that's translated well into Hollywood. Uh, you know, it got six entries, and there's a, a reboot on the way. There's multiple animated movies as well that are really good. But there are some real stinkers in the bunch, and <laughs> there are also some real stinkers for video games that came from horror movies but there are some gems in there that i didn't i don't know if you'll uh, know about so i'm excited to talk about it yeah i'm excited so before we get into it i do have to shout out uh, manscaped again because support for our podcast is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the waist grooming Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by 2 million men worldwide. Yes, and one of those 2 million men is actually me. I received their Perfect Package 3.0, which came with the Lawnmower 3.0, uh, a grooming tool for your downstairs, and honestly, best one I've ever used. Uh, also has fun stuff in there like uh, Crop Preserver. And it also came with a free pair of boxer briefs, which was awesome. So if you need a fun gift uh, for your significant other, can't go wrong with Manscaped. Yeah, this is, it's so funny because I never, I've never heard of a competitor for Manscaped. So all of this information sounds great to me. And I don't know why, you know, men wouldn't, wouldn't buy it or women buy it for a significant other or family member, maybe not your son or dad, because that would be awkward, but you know. And anyone who might be interested, it sounds good. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, there are a lot of men out there who probably just use their normal razor and they clean it and, and what have you, but I think it's worth it. It's really great. Uh, it's it's safe. It's, uh, it's effective. It's easy to use. It's got an LED light on it if you want to do it in the dark for whatever reason. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. So anyone listening who wants to check out Manscaped, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And you just use the fan, the code FANSIDED20 and you get it. So go right ahead. Awesome. So before we get into our topic for the day, of course, we have our weekly horror news roundup where Natalie scours the internet for everything you need to know. And there are three headlines that are making the waves, one of which, um, or two of which, are, are really recent. Uh, the first off, uh, I think we can talk about it, the Army of the Dead teaser came out today for Zack Snyder's next zombie movie, which is really exciting. Obviously, Zack Snyder's in the news because of Justice League coming out soon. There's been a ton of press around that. Like He hasn't seen Joss Whedon's version of Justice League. He never wanted to see it. Obviously, Joss Whedon's in the news for all the wrong reasons. Um, yeah. So... That's interesting. And also, like as I continue to fall in love with WandaVision, I go back and watch Age of Ultron, which is also a Joss Whedon film. And man, he butchered the hell out of that movie. <laughs> that movie got no credit because of just how different it was from the trailer. And yeah, Army of the Dead. It's Zack, uh, Zack Snyder's first zombie movie since Dawn of the Dead back in 2004, which is my favorite zombie movie of all time. And this movie has a stacked cast. It's coming to Netflix, which is awesome. So have a subscription. You can watch it. And the interesting thing about it is it's a zombie movie, but it's also a heist movie. 
Yeah, I kind of I wasn't sure if like the synopsis was out until the trailer, but I kind of had no idea what it was going to be except for zombies, of course. So I watched the trailer this morning and I was like, oh shit, like that looks so fun. Their zombies are in Vegas and so it's a perfect combination of chaos, I think. Yeah, the I believe this is also Zack Snyder's film, the first one that's been shot completely digitally. Um mm. or uh, something along the lines. It's a first for him when it comes to, to digital work, um, which is interesting. And the teaser trailer was only a minute long. It didn't really allude to yeah. uh, what we can really expect. But the things I saw, Dave Bautista, one of my favorite professional wrestlers, and Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy, already already on board. Um, Hordes of Zombies, which he nailed in Dawn of the Dead. And just the overall vibe of it. Because like, it seems like we're getting Ocean's Eleven meets yeah. The Expendables meets Dawn of the Dead, and it's Zack Snyder. So, it, as as bad as it might be, I'm going to love it. Yeah, the way you just set it up right there, I mean, I feel like there, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential. I mean, I think it looks good. Like you said, the teaser is really short. Um but it's a good way of, of teasing what's to come. And I'm excited for the full trailer. Of course, I'm excited for the movie. Um, it's coming out May 21st. Like you said, Netflix. So no excuse unless, of course, you don't have a Netflix subscription. But um, yeah, I'm excited. Some of the filming took place in Atlantic City, which is near and dear to my heart, unfortunately, as a Jersey girl. So I'm excited. Yeah, and the cast looks pretty good. Uh, Theo Rossi, like I said, Dave Bautista, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada, uh, Tig Nataro's in it. And yeah, May 21st. I expect this to be better than Justice League because as much hype as Justice League is getting, the DC movies stink. And they're just going to build this movie up, unfortunately. Like, I hope it's good, but they're going to just build up Justice League and keep building it up and building it up. And if it's crap, it's just going to fall on its head. Um, so agree. Yeah. Army of the Dead, May 21st. Now, other streaming news. If you thought you had all the streaming services you needed, well, you were wrong, especially if you're mm-hmm. a horror fan, because Paramount Plus is coming. Now, Paramount Plus was teased during the Super Bowl. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember some commercials for it. But if I remember, or if I know, um, or I think I know, CBS Plus is becoming Paramount, or CBS All Access is becoming yeah. Paramount Plus. Yep, yep, exactly. Not sure exactly why, but oh my god, they announced like 200 new things this week. They're doing a Rugrats like revival with the original um, voice actors, which I'm probably going to watch, but just so many different revivals and reboots, um, which of course is a theme. But what I'm really excited about, which is part of our news for this week, is that there's a new Paranormal Activity movie coming to Paramount Plus and a new Pet Cemetery movie, which is going to be more of an origin story um, for the Stephen King novel, which has, of course, been adapted twice already for a movie. So I'm excited. I saw Pet Cemetery in the headline, and I was like, no freaking way. They're remaking it again. Like, stop it. And then, you know, of course, read it's an origin story. It's all we really know about the synopsis there. But I'm intrigued. Yeah, did we call this? I think we called this during our Stephen King episode that this movie was going to be adapted again in the near future. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I guess we'll learn about the pets and how they got to the cemetery. So that'll be interesting. Um, 
Yeah, I think I think that has a lot of potential though, because we'll get into like the lore of like how the whole like reincarnation. It's not even reincarnation; it's just bringing back to the dead like your same your same body but different spirit. So that'll be really interesting. Yeah, and as well, a Quiet Place Two will be available on the streaming service, uh, which is nice. And as far as the new Paranormal Activity movie is concerned. I'm extremely excited and I hope it's a little bit of a reboot and we get away from the KD storyline and we just go into something completely new because yeah. that storyline has been beaten into the ground and the spin-off, the marked ones, I really, really like that one. And while that was still tied into the story in some way, I like that you go into a different like realm that's it can be connected and tied to the story in whatever way but just like give me a whole new family whole new haunting that's not the ghost dimension because i don't acknowledge that movie that movie stinks <laughs> real bad as a really bad paranormal activity movie um so yeah if those things interest you paramount plus i mean all the nickelodeon stuff that they announced is crazy um i i yeah. guess like i have a cbs all access account for sports so i yeah. don't because like direct tv is not available uh to stream with cbs if you have a direct tv subscription as well which is really, really oh annoying. right yeah, yeah so i guess if i just stay on and keep paying the 6.99 whatever it is i'll be a paramount plus member so <laughs> there you go yeah and i'm gonna have to sign up because i want to watch these movies yeah more streaming services. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and the final piece of news, which is really exciting uh, for uh, a bunch of different reasons, David Fincher has a new thriller coming to Netflix with the screenwriter from cult classic 7, Andrew Kevin Walker, and Michael Fassbender is eyed to start in this star in this movie. Now, obviously, David Fincher is a legend, uh, one of the uh, best directors around right now, and 7 is just... If you haven't seen Seven, go go watch Seven. It's I, I don't want to say Definitely. anything about it. Um, <laughs> and I am uh, if Wandavision spoilers like close your ears if you haven't. Like I'm hoping Michael Fassbender shows up in Wandavision somehow because his Magneto is amazing and he's just an amazing actor to begin Love with. Him. So these three people combined together, they're going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, I saw this and was like hype, like immediately had to click and read more about it. Um, so it's called, the movie's called The Killer and it's uh, an adaptation of a graphic novel. So that'll be interesting. Um, apparently Fastbender is not confirmed by Netflix yet, but he's in talks to star. So more on that when we get confirmation. But yeah, like you said, David Fincher, amazing. Um, he's already been working with Netflix because he released his movie Mank um, late last year. So this will be great. I'm, I'm excited to hear more about it. For sure. Obviously, I think the last Fincher movie I saw was probably Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, but of oh. course, there's Social Network. There's Gone yeah. Girl, uh, which is uh, just... A mind so good yeah <laughs> uh what's her name um oh she's in a new Rosamund, netflix Rosamund Rosamund Pike. Pike. Yeah. yeah she's in a new netflix movie that's apparently yeah really, really good i watched it i thought it was all right just all right okay yeah if you go into it, the expectations of all right maybe you'll like it gotcha <laughs> uh and then of course obviously house of cards which is the netflix series that kicked off netflix series and mindhunter uh, which has a huge cult following as well so 
I'm excited for David Fincher's next movie, and I hope Michael Fassbender's in it because more Fassbender equals more eyeballs from me. <laughs> movie. <laughs> More fast vendor equals me. Yeah, I'll you, be there. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for our weekly horror news roundup. Make sure to tweet at us. Let us know what you're most excited about. Um, there's a lot to talk about. I'm still like my head is spinning about the Paramount Plus announcements. It's just, it's so much. I was like working yesterday and saw them kept coming up on my tweet deck. And I was like, like what is happening right now? I was shook and I still am, but I'm excited. Same. So now let's get into our topic for the day, which is our review of the 2006 Supernatural Supernatural slasher, Stay Alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we said, this movie is about a killer video game. And when this movie was first being teased uh, and trailers were coming out for it years ago, the poster has just this red and black design and someone holding a controller and they're chained up to the controller and it says if you die in the game you die for real and being a huge video game nerd uh and that's what i do for a living about writing about video games uh i was like you know what i'll brave this movie i'll go to the theaters and i'll see this movie because back then i was a scaredy cat i couldn't do it this is the guy who walked out of one of stranger calls because it, <laughs> it was so loud and it was freaking me out um and uh yeah when i saw this movie it was I, I didn't know what bad movies were back then, I guess. <laughs> I, I loved this movie. I it I fell in love with it. The cast, uh John Foster's, uh Samir Armstrong, Frankie Munez, Sophia Bush, Jimmy Simpson, uh Milo Ventimiglia from Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah. Um Adam Goldberg, like the cast is is stacked. Um, Wendell Pierce as the the lead detective, and I just loved this movie. But when you go back and watch it, was it now fifteen years later? It's bad. <laughs> yeah. So coming from someone like I said who watched this movie last night for the first time, um, I went in of course with low expectations, but. It wasn't the worst movie. Like, I can totally see it being guilty pleasure. And if I watched this when it came out um, back in 2006, I probably would have loved it. Like, it has all of the makings of a classic early 2000s movie. You got the hot leads. You got the comic relief. You got a lot of gore. Like, I feel like they were kind of savage with the gore back then. Um, And, yeah, just, you know, young people having a ball, getting chased by death. What else can you ask for? Yeah, and I think it's probably because like I loved Final Destination as a kid. Yeah, like, that was like one of my favorite horror movies. That I was like, okay, this is kind of like the Final Destination version of a video game, kind of. And I just the idea of dying in the game and then dying in real life was so like cool and spooky to me. I was like, I love it. And then like for those who love anime out there, like Sword Art Online, which is a really popular anime, has that same tie-in of like, if you die in the game, you die in real life. I don't know how directly related those two things are, and Sword Art Online is definitely a way more popular property than this 2006 uh, horror movie. Um, but like you said, if you go with low expectations, I think you'll like it, because you have to keep your expectations low, and if I was going to give you like a area of how low, um, well, it's got a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's really, really low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely like you said, go in like low expectation, but also go in with like uh early two thousands guilty pleasure expectations and you probably will say like sure, ten percent makes sense on Rotten Tomatoes, but like in my personal my personal uh review of this it's not so bad. It also reminded me of the ring just because it was like, okay, like this per if you play the game, you die. It's like you watch the video, you die. And then you have to go and like find the source and figure out like how it all started. Where like in the ring, there's way more of a in-depth story there and history. And this one was a little cheap, but it is what it is. Yeah. Think the ring with house of wax. <laughs> um, and the mid two thousands, and Final Destination, and the mid two thousands, and you got this movie. And Frankie Muniz. <laughs> yeah, because why not have Frankie Muniz from Malcolm in the Middle and Big Fat Liar in it? Why not? <laughs> yeah, and you, when I um, like Googled this movie, and I was like, "Oh, Frankie Muniz," and you were like, "Oh, Miley went to Miglia. but he is in it for all but five minutes. So you you tricked me. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's uh, he's our um, our Drew Barrymore of this movie. He dies very quickly, which is really sad because after going through quarantine and binging all of Gilmore Girls, going back and watching yeah. this movie now, I'm like, God damn it, Milo, live longer, man. What are you doing? Um, so yeah, let's um, before we get into our review uh, and we take our first break, let's kind of go over like horror games in movies and movies in video games and we can talk about our review. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, so let's take our, our first quick break and then we'll be right back. Okay. And we're back. So do we want to, you said you want to talk about adaptations first or this movie first? Yeah, let's just go into it just because um, it's kind of brief uh, and kind of lays the groundwork for this movie because there's a lot of video game references in this movie, but the movie itself is strictly a, a new idea based on just a video game killing people. Um, and I think there are so many great horror video games that a lot of people don't know out there exist either because they don't play video yeah. games or, you know, for some, they haven't been adapted into movies. That's a, you know, a big gateway um, for getting fans, uh, into your franchise. And this year in particular, there's uh, some notable releases coming out. We have obviously the Resident Evil remake that I, uh, or reboot that we talked about. There's the Five Nights at Freddy's uh, video movie, which is coming out. And also you have Willy's Wonderland, which is basically <laughs> the same thing. And there's yeah. a Willy's Wonderland review coming. Don't worry. We're going to 100% review that movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think for some, you know, there are a lot of video games that are popular on YouTube and Twitch. Um, one in particular is this game called Dead by Daylight, which have you heard of Dead by Daylight? I have not. So it's a super horror game. Uh, and the whole premise of it is that you have your one killer slasher and everyone else plays as like these teen survivors and they have to work to, you know, defeat the, the evil slasher guy. Um, and this game was really popular, but it really grew in popularity when they started adding popular horror characters in it. So Ghostface is in it. Freddy Krueger is in it. Jason Voorhees. Uh, the Demogorgon from Stranger Things is in it. It's huh. it's like uh, one of the biggest horror properties when it comes to video games. And it's uh, a really recent release. But when you go back and look at um, 
you know, the games that became movies and the ones that are the most popular uh, today, you have Resident Evil, you have the House of the Dead movie, which was really, really bad. Um, I yeah, I don't even think I've seen that, or I don't, I really don't think so. Yeah, House of the Dead obviously is popular from you know arcades and um, being just a, a light gun game that people would play in Dave and Buster's or anything like that. When you know going to Dave and Buster's was was fine. Um, <laughs> the the game, the movie rather, was just so bad. It was just an attempt of like taking a video game property with zombies and capitalizing on Resident Evil success and trying to making a movie out of it it's just so bad because they try to throw like cheesy like scenes where like they put screens from the video game into the movie it's really bad Um, i've seen this poster before like i've definitely looked at it at like blockbuster or something but i don't think i've seen it yeah the the creepy guy peeking through the 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 door the keyhole yeah yeah (laughs) really really bad movie that one we will be reviewing there's a sequel too. Yeah, that one's also really, really bad. <laughs> I believe it, it's just—it's not even based on the the story or the, the the video game all that much, which is annoying because being a fan of the video game, you want the movie to, you know, have some sort of tie-in, but also just not be extremely cheesy. Yeah. Um, the other one, I think that is probably the most popular uh, when it comes to just like 2000s horror. And also having a really successful video game franchise to build off of um, is Silent Hill. Yes. The original Silent Hill is still near and dear to my heart. That movie is. I um, love that movie. A lot of oh fun. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. I yeah. love this movie growing up, and I, like, of course, wasn't into video games. So I didn't even know that it was a video game. And then years later, realized and then, you know, felt dumb. But I used to love this movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's got Sean Bean, it's got Rada Mitchell in it, and it stays pretty true to the video game, which is good. And the sequel, Revelations, is also not so terrible. It features some other, um, you know, callbacks to other games in the series, which is fun. And yeah, I feel like those are the the, the two biggest ones: Resident Evil and Silent Hill. At least the ones that have you know been the best. The Five Nights at Freddy ones uh, has a lot of uh, hype behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a massive property. So doing that game uh, justice with a movie is really important. And I feel like I might go out on a, on a cold limb here mm-hmm. and say this, but the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which got a lot of crap for it, is like the most recent video game adaptation that I can think of um, that went to, to movies. That movie's not so bad. I thought that movie was fun. Um, is it newly on Hulu? Because right after you told me that you watched it, I went to Hulu and it was like the banner and I realized that was probably why you watched it. Yeah, it's a yeah. <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime, I think. Um oh, okay. it's uh it's fun. Jim Carrey is gold in that movie, I will say. Um I I mean I do love him, so I feel like just for him alone, like it would be entertaining at least. Exactly. Um so yeah, it's just like you need to make sure that these movies live up to the to the video games that they're they're paying like homage to, uh, in a mm-hmm. sense, and also just need to be uh, good movies as a whole. Because you can't just be like, "Hey, look, fan service," and then also just have a really crappy movie. Um, yeah. But the ones that also go on those are the video games that became or movies that had video game adaptations. So 
you've got things like way back when in like the 80s and the 90s uh a nightmare on elm street video game you have friday the 13th video games you have uh aliens video games there are a ton of uh, video games based on uh ridley scott's alien you have uh the thing which is a really bad video game but a great horror movie um oh yeah you have dead rising which is uh from the late 2000s and the whole premise is you play this reporter who's trapped in a mall with zombies and it's not you know directly based on uh any particular movie but a lot of tie-ins to dawn of the dead which is um which is awesome but one that i want to draw attention to are the saw video games oh god because the saw video games are super interesting and they kind of continue the tale of jigsaw in the video games um, I don't know if they're considered canon or not, but you play as Danny Glover's character in the video games. Oh, wow. I feel like I want to play. It's... I, like growing up, I used to, if I really liked the movie and then I would like go to Blockbuster and if they had the video game, I would rent it and play it. Like I did that for Lord of the Rings and I was terrible, but it was fun. So, you know. If, if I know the movie, maybe I'll play. The, the Saw games are fun because, like, the traps and it, it feels like a horror video game that you're playing. Um, mm-hmm. And if not to play them, it's fun to watch people play the games. Like, Twitch and, and YouTube have pl- uh, playthroughs and people just walking through the game and, and showing you what's up. Um, that's a lot of the ways, like, if I want to play a video game, but, like, I'm not so sold on it, I'll mm-hmm. watch other people play it before I decide to buy it. Or I'll just watch yeah. them play it if I have no no interest in playing it. Um, but I'm really interested in it, which is a great outlet to have. Um, but yeah, the obviously the, the other one that has horror characters tied into it is Mortal Kombat. The Mortal Kombat uh, reboot is coming out this year. Characters like Leatherface, the Xenomorph, uh, Freddy Krueger, even the Joker was in an older title, um, have appeared in Mortal Kombat, which is awesome. So I'm really excited uh to see what you thought of stay alive so <laughs> I'm, I'm down again to the review because i think i've rambled enough when it comes to video games and horror movies cool no it's interesting it's just funny because i the only thing i have to add is like yeah i played lord of the rings video games back in the day <laughs> um okay so stay alive um so the premise for this movie of course like we said is if you die in the video game stay alive you die the same way in real life of course no one knows that in the beginning um because that's just how movies go so the milo Ventimiglia character his name is loomis and he's i feel like he's the central character in the movie even though he dies right away because it kind of follows like the aftermath of his death and his friends dealing with his death um and you know there he's always on the forefront of all the other characters minds so he lives on in the movie um <laughs> so it basically opens up you know he's playing this game stay alive that he like why is he playing it he gets like a like i want to say like a screener like yeah he's play testing it he gets a copy of the game and he's testing the game and the game opens up it's spooky it's taking place in like this haunted house and there are, you know, spirits and ghosts following him around. Uh, and it's freaking him out because like after he plays it and he's done with it, he's, he's like tweaking. He's like, Hey man, do you want to mm-hmm. just like c- come over and hang out? Like, do you want, do you want to do something? Um, which is like a feeling that like 
dating back to when I was a kid and playing like Resident Evil games, those games would mm-hmm. creep me out. So like I would play that game and then I'd either sleep with the light on or I'd play another video game for like three hours to get my mind off of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could totally see that. I mean, that's how I used to be just like watching horror movies in general. It's like the lights are out and I'm like, all right, I can't walk to the bathroom or like I can't walk upstairs. I'm way too scared. Um, yeah, so what happens in the game when he's playing is that I guess he has a roommate and a roommate and his roommate's girlfriend. They die in the video game and then he gets hanged in the video game. So I guess he's too spooked out, stops playing. And then, you know, what happens right away is he sees he walks in and his roommate and his girlfriend were killed. So gory, like right off the bat. It's it's a bloodbath in there. Um, terrible. And then he ends up being hanged. So that's pretty much the opening scene sets the tone pretty much sets the whole premise of like, okay, if you play this game, you're going to die. Yeah. Then there's uh, some aspect to it too, where he's like, Hey, I just found you guys in the game. And he goes, Oh, we stopped playing like yeah. whatever. It's like, who cares? It's a video game. Um, mm-hmm. And you get a little bit of a tease of, Kind of like what they do in Final Destination, where you know sometimes the wind will blow, or the main character, whether it's um, Kimberly, for, uh, Kimberly, I think is her name from the second one, or Mary Elizabeth Winstead in the third one, is like there'll just be a big gust of wind, and that's the hint oh. that death is around. And look around for anything that might be able to kill you. Um, there's like this like rumbling noise, which I think is supposed to emulate a video game um, controller vibrating. Yeah. Um, which is cool because like, even he's like, whoa, cool vibration when he's playing the video game, um, which like, isn't supposed to be some crazy feature. It's just like, whoa, my controller's vibrating. It's moving around to cool. I know. Yeah. I was watching it and I was like, did it not do that back in the day? Cause I, even, I remember like playing video games and like the controller starts vibrating. I don't know. But yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like you said, he dies, um, it's uh, it's gory. It's reminiscent of the way he died in the video game, uh, but yeah. we don't find that out until later when the pieces start to get put together. Uh, the movie fast forwards. They're at Loomis's funeral, um, and you meet our main character Hutch, who's played by John Foster. And this is where you meet your your main cast of characters. You got uh, Samira Armstrong, who plays Abigail. Uh, people will know her from things like The OC and also. The 2003, I think it is, movie Just My Luck with Lindsay Lohan, if you remember oh, that yeah, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. She uh, was in Entourage, too. Yeah. Um, I had a crush on her when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> you've got Frankie Muniz, uh, Agent Cody Banks himself. You've got yeah. Sophia Bush uh, from One Tree Hill. And you've got Jimmy Simpson from Westworld. Westworld, yeah. I was like, we were just looking this up. (laughs) Yeah, so you got Hutch, Abigail, Swink, October, and Phineas. And they're all at the funeral, um, and they uh, meet each other uh, there. Uh, Abigail Armstrong um, is a friend of Sarah, who was uh, Loomis's roommate, and gets some of Loomis's possessions. So she came there to hand those over and be like, hey, is there anything here? And one of those things is the video game Stay Alive. So you know what happens now. You gotta play the video game. <laughs> yeah, of course. Immediately, it's like, all right, um, Hutch is like, I needed like friend time. Like, come on, come over. Let's play this video game. And of course, they're like, for Loomis, we're going to play the game for Loomis. Oh, no, they're just playing it because it's a fun game that they're not supposed to have. Like, they know that it's not out yet. So 
they think it's cool. Um, and it turns out obviously very dangerous. So they start playing and I guess once the video game starts, they learn that you kind of have to say this, like there's like a scroll on the screen and you have to like repeat or you have to read it out loud or else the game doesn't start. So right off the bat, it's like, all right, you're saying like, like Beetlejuice, 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 like you're calling it out. And of course they, they don't realize that. Yeah. The, the funny thing too, is they're all like freaking out. They're like, I can't do anything. I'm, I'm pressing the buttons. What's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, uh, who is it? Uh, Abigail's like, why yeah. don't you try reading it? And they're all supposed to be like video game nerds and experts. They're like, come on, honey, that's not what happens. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> like, and she's like, Oh, okay. Sorry. And, <laughs> Uh, Hutch starts reading it and it starts works. It was like, yeah, idiots, listen to Abigail. She clearly knows what you're supposed to do. Um, and they all recite it, which is like, come to me, clouds. And if I remember correctly, I haven't seen the movie uh, in a while, but it's it's spooky. Um, it's creepy, yeah. And as they're reading it, the, the words are disappearing on the screen. And then they all descend. You have your characters after they make them. They're all on this plantation. Um, and it's called the Garouge Plantation. And after reciting the, the prayer of Elizabeth, um, they're trying to figure out what to do. And they're just like roaming around. And this little demon child walks up to them. And you're like, what the hell is that thing? Um, and, you know, he just gets killed. I think he like shoots him with a nail gun and he kills him. Or a crossbow. Whatever it is. Um, and that sets the tone. Because you're like, holy cow, this is a scary video game. And everyone's like, yeah, cool. I'm down. This looks awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then it turns out they play probably for like hours, it seems like, because then by the end of it, they're like, it's dark. They're wearing like tank tops, like they're all sweaty. They've been playing it forever. Um, and I guess what they realize is the woman in the game, like we said, Elizabeth Bathory, um, it's she lives there. And another thing they realize is that they get these roses and like to fight against the spirits or the demon children, whatever is in there, they can throw a rose and then they disappear basically. Yeah. The rose is like the cheat code to getting out of everything. Um, yeah. And the characters realize that uh, they, one of them October has like heard of Elizabeth Bathory before. And she's yeah. this countess who, uh, you know, needs, the blood of people to to keep on living and after a playthrough they stop and that's the end of it and one of their uh, one of hitch uh, hutch's co-workers is playing yeah. uh miller and afterwards he's also starting to freak out like he's smoking cigarettes he's <laughs> having a bad time playing in his office and after they're done playing uh he goes and he's like leaving his office and something is is haunting him in this office uh and it turns out that he will end up being the next victim. He dies uh, in the same way that he died in the video game. He gets killed by a pair of scissors, and and now he gets stabbed in the throat with a pair of scissors. So the gore is like the gore is coming, which is awesome. Yeah, and I think this is like the first the first death that actually tips off Hutch of like, okay, maybe we shouldn't play this video game because he goes into work the next day. There's all like detectives, homicide team, all of that the his other coworkers crying and he's like what's going on what's going on he finds out that miller is dead and of course like in any movie it's he's not like covered or anything hutch just sees his body right there and it and is freaked out 
And right after that, he's basically just like, okay, he was playing the game when he died and like what is going on basically. So then I guess he explains it. So he goes back, explains it to the friends and the friends, I feel like some of them are more suspicious than others and they decide, okay, let's do research on, you know, what the stay alive game is and who Bathory was. Yeah. And this is where like the movie starts to get into like, okay, it's a short runtime. It's only 86 minutes. They start to really put the pieces together really quickly. Uh, yeah. He, he died in the game and then he died in real life. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they got, they have to start speeding things up and killing people off. So October, yep. uh, you know, figures out about Bathory, um, you know, draining young women of blood. And then she would bathe in it to maintain her youth. Spooky stuff. Um, and yeah. her weaknesses yeah. were mirrors because she could not stand the sight of her growing old and also roses being able to fight off evil spirits as well. Um, so they kind of all come to a conclusion. They're like, all right, no more playing the game. Like, we're not going to do that anymore. But Jimmy Simpson is like the rogue character of the group. He's like, you know, screw of that. Course. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Um, so he keeps on playing. And he's playing the game and also starting to freak out because the realities are starting to to mix together. He realizes that Something is not right. And mm-hmm. he ends up dying in the game just like he does in real life. Um, and that really sends October uh, off the rails because they were brother and sister. And she goes and she's ready to like take out Countess Bathory whatever way <laughs> she can. Because um, as that's going on, there's also a subplot of the cops following these groups of kids thinking like, these kids are just killing people. Like, what is going on here? Like, there's no way there's a killer video game, right? Um, you get, like, a corny scene in a GameStop, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and just this one officer who's like, all right, this is this is BS. I don't believe you. Um, but he plays the game. He dies. Yeah. And it's just, like, a silly kill to add to the body count. But it's really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. It's, like, it's it really is, like, corny, but it's fun to watch. And then also with Phineas's death, I think that's when they realized, like, he, they kept telling him, like, you didn't die in the game, so you're not going to die in real life. It's fine. But then when he died, they realized the game is still playing without them. And it's like, whoa, okay, now it's really Final Destination. They're all going to die. Yeah, the realities have officially, like, <laughs> blended together. Um, October ends up dying as well, and they've realized that the only way that they can kill the countess is by driving three nails into her body to trap her evil, evil soul in there. So whatever. Um, (laughs) That's fine. Like however you want to go about it. Cool. Um, And they realize now they're like, okay, cool. We, the only way we can survive after October dies is to play the game. We have to beat the game to stay alive in real life, Um, which is goofy, but whatever. Um, The the funny thing though is that like at one point the countess just like is like screw this I'm gonna start cheating um and she has a carriage and tries to run over Frankie Muniz in real life and there's like a fake out death here because you don't know what happens um because it seems that he got ran over and he dies which is hilarious yeah and he gets stuck in like a rose thorn bush and it's so terrible like he's like trying to get out but he's in the roses. I don't know. It's a lot. I feel like, yeah, a lot of rules were kind of changed towards the ending, but it's entertaining. So why not? Um, 
So we're coming up to, to how this movie ends, but let's take our final break and then we'll get into what happens. Okay, so like you said, um, Frankie Muniz, their, their friend, he's kind of chilling outside being the lookout and he's playing the game so that when Hutch and Abigail go into the real plantation, basically is what, what they turn, what they realize they're at. Um, the Frankie Muniz character, I just need to keep calling him Frankie Muniz, it's fine. Um, Swink, he just keeps, he can help them out. Like um, at one point Hutch is like, I need like a wrench to open this. And Swink is like, all right, here. And just like tosses it. <laughs> I can't, I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's so corny. <laughs> I know, but it's like, obviously it, wor it like works out. Like that's how they're gonna, that's how they're gonna be saved. And then while Hutch is kind of like outside scoping out the area, he hears, this is when he needed the wrench to, to like break into the room, but he hears Abigail screaming and Abigail needs help because she goes into like this other like secret room that they knew of from the video game. I don't know why she was very like, I'm going to explore every room, even though I know there are demon children here. Um, and so she's in there and she basically almost dies. But I believe Swink, he saves her by throwing roses, right? He just like chucks a bunch of roses and she's fine. Yeah, this is where like, it, like the movie does have its scary bits because like she's like in a room alone and she is like a lighter uh, and she's like freaking the f out. Um, yeah. Which like, come on, Abigail, you kind of brought it on yourself, venturing a little too far on your own here. Um, <laughs> but that you know, it's just like roses on the ground, and like you're getting funny lines from Frankie Muniz calling her uh, Bathory a bitch. He's like, that's cheating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and he's running around with his laptop trying to stay alive in real life and also play the game, which is really funny. Um, but. You know, they end up uh, making their way to the body because her body's at the top of a tower, just like it is in the in the video game in the opening. Um, she's kind of looming over uh, Garouge Plantation. And uh, Hutch finds the body, and he hammers the three nails into it, uh, you know, which also saves Abigail's life after she's, cost, uh, or she's captured. And there, um, what happens is her body reanimates, and... It gets really spooky because the movie just has completely lost the plot at this point and things are yes. out of control. Um, so the only way after mirrors and everything like that, um, the way that they end up tricking Elizabeth Bathory is by using Swink's laptop, which has a really reflective oh, yeah. cover and that freaks her out. And then they burn the place alive with uh, an oil lamp uh, and that destroys her. Uh, and you find out Frankie Muniz never died because he was surrounded in roses. Um, and then Abigail comes in and saves Hutch. It's the perfect ending. Everyone's alive. Um, and they just walk away from the burning site and that's it. They beat the game. It's at, at that point, the movie's completely gone. Um, the yeah. whole plot of the video game and everything like that is lost, but it's, uh, it's, it's a wild ride up until that point. Let me tell you. <laughs> Yep. And then when you think it's over, you know, that's usually the classic, like, early 2000s ending to a horror movie. All right, you have your, like, one or two survivors. They're walking away from, like, a burning building. The cops are coming, stuff like that. But no, the real ending is we cut back to the, to the um, 
whatever it was, video store, video game store. And now they're selling Stay Alive, like a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of copies of it. The guy that's working there, um, he was previously confronted by one of the detectives. So he knew what the game was. He like kind of looked at the game and he's like, nice. And now it's, it's on the shelves. Yeah, he puts the game into a PlayStation 2. The game is now being sold. It's kind of like um, <laughs> Truth or Dare, the the recent one that came out from Blumhouse with Lucy Hale. I didn't watch it because he told me it was bad. It's really bad. Can I spoil it for you? Is that all right? Yeah. yeah. And, and all of our listeners. Um, yeah. At the end of it, the the whole idea of it is this life lesson between learning, uh, saving the or sacrificing the few to save the many. And at the end of it, Lucy Hale is like, actually, I'm going to sacrifice the many to save the few because it's just her down to the end. And her plan um, is to tell everybody to play the game truth or dare with the Hawk experience <laughs> and everything like that. So it's like a little bit of that, obviously, 15 years ago. Um, yeah. But it's so funny watching it end because it's just like, oh, no, this video game is out there going to be terrorizing people. But also like wasn't Bathory killed? Like, did we not... Killing the spirit in real life did not <laughs> beat the game in real life? See, this is what I thought, too. They tried to end it very, like, ominous, and then I think, too, the guy who works at the store, like, starts playing it, and he recites the prayer, or whatever it is, and it's supposed to be like, oh, no, now everyone's gonna play it. But then, yeah, in my head, I was like, but isn't she dead? Like, didn't they defeat Bathory, or was that like somehow just in the game i don't i don't understand what what that was yeah i i figured that like beating the game would have like you know saved everybody but i guess not so if anyone else plays the game they have to go through the same journey that that hutch swink and abigail went through i guess which is yeah wild to think about because that was a long journey and it's a lot to go through every single person who plays it it's like final destination but just like a million times yeah um and yeah that's the end of the movie i mean the the prayer gets to starts getting recited um the game zooms in on bathory standing in the tower again and the screen cuts to black credits roll that's the end of the movie um there's also uh an unrated version which adds about a 15 minutes uh to the movie and it includes a whole new character and subplot which like is not necessary at all to the movie no because they i obviously i'm saying this like this is like a critically acclaimed movie but they did not develop most of these characters i kept thinking that abigail was going to be evil because she literally came out of nowhere like she just showed up at the funeral and she's like hey like i was a friend of a friend like whatever and then then she admits too later on in the movie that she lives in her car and that like she doesn't have parents or whatever so I was kind of expecting it in the end to be like, I brought the video game. Like I'm Bathory's granddaughter or something. And now they, they didn't use her as well as they could have. Yeah. There's no crazy twist. It's just like a love interest <laughs> for Hutch to replace um, October after she dies. Uh, I know. I also couldn't tell were they dating. Like I really couldn't tell. I think so. Or like they were just overly flirty with each other. Um I thought they were like, when I went back and watched it, um, or when I watched it for the first time, I thought, okay, they're dating. Um, or maybe she's just really flirty with him. Yeah. And she's like intimidated by Abigail. Territorial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
which is really, really interesting for the whole plot of the movie, which is not necessary. It's just like they just had to find some way to get Abigail involved in the in the story. And it's like, oh, yeah, I was friends with uh, Loomis's roommates. Yeah. I, I got this video game. Here you go. <laughs> just very, very plot. Uh, focus when it comes to that but yeah the acting isn't awful in this movie either right i i mean i don't think it's awful i didn't think the acting was awful i thought like the dialogue like the way it was written was pretty bad but like their delivery of it wasn't terrible there were just a few lines that like i just like cackled at because they were stupid one-liners that like had no no place being there but yeah the acting i don't think it was bad yeah, um, the the reviews for this movie weren't weren't great. Like I said, it's got ten percent <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, when it came out, John Anderson of Newsday says uh, from the Wikipedia article, "Stay Alive" spends a lot of time inside the video game system, and what will terrify the audience very early on is the realization that there's better acting in the video game than on the big screen. <laughs> that's, Damn, that's a dagger. Shots fired. Um. Gregory Kirschling of Entertainment Weekly gave it a D minus. <laughs> That's not good because uh, he said, quote, this dopey movie keeps flouting its own rules so that one character who dies in the game gets to live while poor suckers get off for real, even though we never saw their game overs. Um, That's true. Yeah, it's a it's a point. It's like the after um, Phineas dies, October's boyfriend, the Ooh. the Her plot. Brother. Yeah. What I said, boyfriend. That, <laughs> yeah. that would be weird. Um <laughs> Her brother. After his death, the movie kind of abandons rules. It's just like, okay, yeah. we got to do all these things now, um, which is really stupid, but it's just part of what's going on. Um, what's funny, though, is that it's a D- minus for the regular one, right? But the unrated edition got a C+. Plus. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> watch it. Improvements. 15 minutes, improvements. Um <laughs> It opened third at the box office back in 2006 uh, with uh, a $10.7 million first weekend. uh, And it ultimately grossed $23 million in the United States and 27 worldwide. So for a movie with a budget of $20 million, uh, you know, I guess it made profit. Yeah. What are the, what are the, what are the the upsides? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It, uh, it has, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know where I was going with that. I was going to say though, if this came out in theaters, like now, I probably still would have gone and paid money to see it just for funsies. A hundred percent. I think if the concept is ever revisited, I'm a hundred percent down to see what, what can be done in like the idea of a killer video game. Um, yeah. What's interesting about this movie is that one, it's produced by Mick G. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, well. Yeah, uh, Mick G obviously did Terminator Salvation, This Means War, The Babysitter, The Babysitter Killer Queen, two movies that Natalie does not like. Um, <laughs> I need to watch the new one. I didn't watch it. Yeah. We were like, we were hanging out. We were like, let's watch The Babysitter. And you're like, okay. And you're just not a fan of that movie whatsoever. Um, I thought it was going to be like a straight horror movie. So that's why I was not about it. It's fine. It's. It's good. You just don't want to admit it. It's okay. Um, but it's also directed by uh, William Brent Bell, who people uh, might know from one, The Devil Inside, uh, which is a found footage horror movie that went like super viral in 2012, 
with the trailers about exorcisms and everything like that. Yeah, I remember watching that. Do you remember like the the demon? The woman. Yeah, connect the cuts. Connect the cuts. I don't know. Yes. Oh my god. That scared the crap. Yeah, the movie was really bad, but that scared the crap (laughs) out of me as a kid. Um, And also the boy and the sequel, Brahms, the boy too. I haven't seen either of those movies, but I've heard that they're actually not bad. Like they're entertaining. So. Yeah. And then you also have um, uh, Bell is also directing the upcoming uh, prequel to the 2009 film Orphan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching that. Hand Sam. Yeah, Orphan is a crazy movie um, if you haven't <laughs> seen it. Absolutely bizarre. But that's Stay Alive. Um, one of my guilty pleasure horror movies, one that I will stand to the day to the day I die, I guess. <laughs> What would you rate it out of 10? It's hard to rate these kind of movies because it's like, obviously I'm not going to give it a high score because it's not good, but I'm not going to say like it's a two when it was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Like if you're a strict movie critic, right? And you'd be like, okay, I'm going to review There Will Be Blood and then I'm going to review this or something like that. Like this movie. Right. Um, I would give... Like taking my like bias into it for loving this movie, I'd give it like a f- f- <laughs> five. <laughs> it took you. I feel like you said like three, four, five, all in one. I yeah. I was like, f- I was gonna say four, and I was like, four is harsh. That means it's worse than average. But like yeah. five also means it's average, which it's not. So four point five, but that also means it's below. I don't know. I I'll go with a five. <laughs> I'll say four. I was gonna say three, and I was like, no, that's like it wasn't bad. Just like it wasn't well made. It was like like I could go into the reasons why it was bad, but it wasn't bad. If yeah. that makes sense. There's there's a lot to go into. Um, <laughs> if not for being a fan of the movie, if I was just watching it fresh and being like, I'm gonna watch this, it's probably like a three or a two. But my love for video games and my love for this movie, uh, because of everything that I remember about it. I'm going to give it a five. All right. Yeah, I think I'm going to go four. So anyone listening, if you've seen this movie, tell us what you think of it. And also let us know what your favorite video game adaptation is, what you're excited to see, or what video game you want to be adapted into a horror movie. Um, We want to hear your feedback. So as always, you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you could tweet at us. My at is at Natalie Zamora with two A's at the end. And then Max is odd slice. So yeah, let us know. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Sick of being upsold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.